This is More Than Therapy Podcast More Than Therapy This is More Than Therapy More Than Therapy Podcast This is More Than Therapy More Than Therapy Podcast This is More Than Therapy Podcast And welcome to another episode of More Than Therapy. Today, I meet with a very special guest, and I hope to be friend, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. Kyle, what's going on, man? What's going on? So glad to be here and uh, excited for this conversation. Indeed, indeed. Kyle, Kyle, you had a very interesting, very colorful life, much like myself. But I love to hear perspectives from other people. Tell me about your upbringing, like where you're from and, you know, yeah, absolutely. Brought you into fruition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I am from Louisiana, Northeast Louisiana. So if you're, you or your listeners, if y'all have ever seen the show Duck Dynasty, that is my hometown. So, um, you know, I'm from Duck Dynastyville, USA. I, I joke that I'm a Yankee Cajun because uh, most people here in Louisiana, they think New Orleans or Baton Rouge or something like that. Uh, That's that's not where I'm from. (laughs) So um, I'm a Yankee Cajun, grew up there till I was 21. Uh, Went to um, college after dropping out of the first college I went to. Uh, Went to college in Arkansas at a a Christian university. Got my degree there and went uh, for the last 11 years, was a pastor at um, some pretty large churches in Oklahoma, which is where I live now for the last nine years. And in the middle of the pandemic last year, launched, uh, launched my business called Unleash the Champ. And mm. it's all around mindset and belief, performance coaching, um, with the core focus that everybody has a champion inside of them. And I just say, look, I'm your friend that unlocks the cage. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Kyle. Let's go back a little bit. You said college. Tell me about your college experience. I mean, yeah, a Christian college at that. I mean, I have my own thoughts about how that would work. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, my first college experience was um, was anything but the Christian experience. I, um, you know, played football in high school. Went to uh, a university. Tried to walk on to the football team and. Um, your listeners can't see how short I am, but I'm about five, seven. So, um, was just too short to play football. And, uh, it got me into uh, cheerleading of all things. And so I actually became a competitive cheerleader. And, uh, in that just, uh, got in the downfall of that was got into drugs and alcohol and partying and the whole bit. And, um, you know, actually was a drug dealer for like two and a half years and, um, you know, trying to do class and all of that and it just uh it hit rock bottom i got i got jumped at a at a drug deal and um that was where i said look it can't go any deeper than this it can't go any more bottom than this and uh and shortly thereafter was when i accepted christ and uh that set me on a trajectory of getting involved in a church getting involved in ministry uh, which led me to go to uh, the christian university that i went to in arkansas and uh, got my degree in Christian studies, uh, Christian theology, and um, then moved to Oklahoma and uh, was working in ministry for 11 years until recently. All right, all right. 
I'm an addiction specialist, so I want to go back to that. What were some of the triggers that caused you to slip that slippery slope into addiction, which complicated your life? Yeah, Christopher, I would I would say it was a need to be accepted, a need to be cool. Um, uh, I the the drugs that I, I did were all uppers. And, uh, you know, you and your listeners probably know that if, if this has been something y'all have talked about. And um, so I'm an energetic guy naturally. And so to take that and feel like I was this energetic Superman, um, that really fed the addiction because I, I felt that I was the even more of who I already was and... And it just it just snowballed from there. Um, but I think it, at the tr- core, the triggers were just a need to be accepted, a need to, uh, you know, the community that I had found myself in. Um, you know, our circles are important, and everybody was doing that. So, um, you know, kind of when in Rome, you do as the Romans do. As Romans do. There you go. And your addiction turn into drug dealer was your drug dealing as in fact to feed your addiction or was it just a, was it a way a means to become more accepted or just to have that extra income yeah i think it was uh i think it was definitely part of just i was using it and so i became you know a resource to to get it and uh you know the income the income was nice um you know as as a late teenager, early twenties, um, you know, you think you're invincible. And so, uh, there was a little bit of this, um, Superman complex, I think of, you know, I could do whatever I want and nobody can stop me. And I, you know, I hadn't, I never got caught and, you know, just thanks be to God because, um, I would not be able to do a lot of the things that I've been able to do if if I had ever um, gotten caught. And so I think with right. every every day, every week, every month that I never got in trouble by it, and I was I was high functioning. So I still worked a job, still went to college, did like, and so it, it wasn't this thing that I just dove into it and I never did anything else. And it was I most people didn't even know it was like if you didn't know you didn't know yes addicts are very very sophisticated when it comes to hiding what they're doing regarding that but you hit rock bottom yep and rock bottom is different for many people some in some cases rock bottom is like if they're a parent losing their children to the um, system dss some people is like losing their wife or losing their husband or this this um disconnecting from their family members in some cases. I mean, losing their job, not being able to hold a job. I mean, there's different bottoms. Some people just need a bottom. Just one arrest could be a bottom. Some people need multiple arrests, no teeth in the mouth bottom. I mean, what was your bottom? What what did you consider your bottom? Man, it was getting jumped. And Mm -hmm. that invincibility that no one was going to mess with me. Um, I was untouchable. Um, you know, I think it just, the, the arrogance just built and built and built and built and built. And then in a moment I was bruised, bloodied and, you know, really 
in that moment thinking, I don't know how far this is going to go. I don't know how far this beating is going to go. And so as I escaped from the house and got in my vehicle, um, it was very clear to me that if this is what this could lead to, I didn't even, I I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I'm sorry that happened to you. Sometimes God makes it very obvious that we need to make a change. Yep. And you said this led to your spiritual growth. Tell me yeah. about that. Tell me about that path, that journey. Yeah. So my dad started taking uh, us to church as a family when I was in eighth grade. And this was well before any of the party and any of the drugs, any of the dealing. And, um, you know, I had a gentleman that gave us uh, his business card. He was a guy in the marketplace. He, he, he wasn't a, you know, pastor on staff or anything, but he just, he just had a heart for students and served in the student ministry. And it was in that moment that I, I called him mm-hmm. and I said, I need effing Jesus. I just didn't abbreviate anything. I understand. It's okay to curse on this show. And, uh, <laughs> and so it was this moment where, um, it was this moment where I just said, okay, all of these, you know, six, six years of, of sermons and retreats. And cause my parents, they put me, they sent me to everything, every retreat, every, every camp, every Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. I mean, we were there. I, I joked that I had a drug problem before I had a drug problem because my parents drugged me to church. <laughs> and, uh, and so it was like in that moment, years of sermons, years of teaching, years of of small groups and things like that. It just it just made sense. Yeah. And and so it was there that, you know, I accepted Christ for myself and um and just said, okay, I need to do something different. And then, you know, days after I get connected with a group of guys that um some knew some of what I was doing. And so I went to them and just said, Hey, I need to do something different. And, uh, there's guys that just showed me how to read the Bible and how to pray and how to, you know, love God and serve God. And, and, uh, you know, it was really interesting because, um, being from a small town, um, I, I started to learn how many people, you know, I, I say earlier, like, if you didn't know, you didn't know Well, that wasn't totally true mm-hmm. because as I started going to church, people were hesitant to trust me. Right. Um, you know, for whatever reason. And so it was, it was honestly like, if I didn't have a real encounter with Jesus, um, I don't know that I would have stayed mm-hmm. in, you know, church is the building, church is the body of people that attend. Um, but I met people that were genuine and really loved God and really accepted me and said, Hey, look, it doesn't matter. Your, your, your setbacks are set up and God can use you and you're forgiven and all of those things. And it just led me to, I, I say, look, my, my yes was on the table from the beginning. And so I started serving, started serving in student ministries, started serving in college ministries and and things and it just kept happening that people would come to me and say hey would you be interested in fill in the blank you know opportunity sure 
yeah let's do it yeah okay yeah let's go let's do this and i just kept saying yes and that led me to uh washington baptist university where i went in arkansas and had a had a mentor of mine suggest hey if you're wanting to go into ministry um you know it it could be great for you to get some you know formal ministry training biblical training how to preach how to you know break down scripture things like that and it made sense for me at the time to to go and it was amazing because i got to reinvent myself because no one no one knew me there right and so it was the first time in 21 years that no one knew me as you know kyle all the things that i had done good bad and indifferent it was just kyle and he has a desire to be a pastor and i got to tell people the parts of me that i wanted and as i gained trusted friends got to share my story got to share my testimony and uh it really was so impactful to be able to have a environment where i could recreate you know my identity and not be not be judged or held back for you know the things that i had done indeed and I'm glad you had the experience that you had because a lot of people, you know, they don't have that same experience coming out of addiction, trying to become spiritual again. In fact, sometimes people are led to addiction because of their past regarding the churches and things like that, um, especially like in Southern southern based churches. Yep. Um, I'm just very glad that you experienced what you experienced and what people don't realize, especially regarding Christianity, is that Jesus didn't hang with other spiritual people. He right. hung with the sinners. He hung with the the murderers, the the rapists, the alcoholics, the drug addicts. He hung. These are the people he that he changed and made apostles. Right. So you led these amazing organizations from, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, auditorium field to a coliseum field i mean tell me about that experience like that has to feel like life-changing that is life-changing i can't even imagine being in front of much less than 150 people so you've been yeah. in front of five thousands of people doing your thing tell me yes. about that yes and again it's just keeping my yes on the table and so um you know i shortly after college i moved here to Oklahoma and it was not for I didn't have a job I didn't have anything but I had started dating a girl about a year and a half earlier and uh, I admit I moved to a whole new state a whole new city to chase a girl Um, and thankfully seven and a half years later of marriage uh, a little girl that turned one last October it has worked out great Um, but it really was just going okay I'm just gonna take this opportunity in the the first church that I worked for had about 300 people. We had about 40 students. I was a I was a youth pastor, and then the next church that I got to work for um, at the time had 16 locations in I think it was like maybe eight states. And by the time I left, 36 locations in 11 states. Then I moved to a church that um, went from having about 400 people again in a, in a converted grocery store and got to be a part of seeing it grow to where we, um, we purchased an event center that held about 5,000 people that we would do church for in the building, you know, all this pre pre pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and you know millions of people watching online every uh every single week and so um it has just been nuts and i tell people look you just you keep saying yes to opportunities and you keep being available and obedient and you will have luck and i say luck is just when preparation meets opportunity Tell us about your your company, your um your movement. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Your company to me, it's a movement. Yeah. So in July, as I mentioned, started a company called Unleash the Champ, and mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, so many times over the last eleven years, people that I you know got to mentor or coach or just pastor, they had so much in them. Mm-hmm. But because of life circumstances, situations, other relationships that were poorly speaking into them, whatever the case may be, they just didn't believe much was possible for them. And I believe, because I hold the Bible to be true, that when it says in the Bible that we are God's masterpiece. So for me, I just interchange masterpiece to champion. Mm-hmm. So we're a champion. All of us are champions, but we need someone to unleash that in them. And so I work with individuals and organizations to maximize the internal battle, the internal, to have the external championship run. And so I like to say, hey, look, I'm, I'm Kyle, I'm your friend, and I'm going to un- unlock your cage. Indeed. How do people, is that something that's just locally based or is that national? No. So um, I, most of my clients are national to the States. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have two clients in the UK now. Um, okay. So that's super exciting. And, um, you know, my, my team is global. And so I have, I have team members that are in the Philippines and I have team members that um, are in the States. And so it's, uh, it's just super exciting how this thing is growing. And I think it just resonates so much with what people hope to be true about themselves. And when someone comes along and says, hey, you can do it. Right. Hey, that, that dream you have, you're capable. Yeah, you need you know, you may need some resources, you may need some connections, you may need some guidance and all of those things. It's 2021. We have the internet. We can find those things. Mm -hmm. But the biggest battle is the battle of belief. Indeed. If you can get somebody to believe that something is possible, I'd say they're 90% there. Indeed, that is exactly my belief system. If you think it it can manifest that when we move our minds towards something positive or when we focus on something positive, you know, the brain moves you towards that. Just like if you say you can't do something, then your brain will move you towards that, regardless if it's true or not. Your mind, your brain is powerful as it is. It's also kind of stupid. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you tell it, it's going to do. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. If, If we... If you believe you can or you believe you can't. Right. You're right. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle, for sharing your story with me. Um, is there any last words you'd like to share? And how can people get in contact with your mission and, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, easiest way to connect right now is would be either through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Kyle J. Sullivan 
or you can go to kylejsullivan.com. So um, both Instagram and my website are both the same handle. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, they were both available when I uh, started this thing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you can hear about uh, Unleash the Champ. It's going to be a podcast. It's uh, going to be a book. And it's uh, it's just my passion for right now. And I just believe that this is going to be something that really impacts a lot of people. And um yeah, last words would just be understanding that there's a champion inside of you. Wherever you're at right now, whether you are um, the place that even I was at some 12, 13 years ago of in addiction, not believing that things are possible, but if you just have a glimmer of belief, you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. And I believe that every single person you know, not to sound, use like a pastor phrase, but every person at the sound of our voices have the ability to unleash the champ within them. And uh, it's it's my honor to be able to do that for as many people as possible. Indeed, indeed. Thank you, Kyle. And please keep us in a loop regarding Unleash the Champ book as well yes. as your podcast. I love Absolutely. podcasts and I love books. So that's a win-win both ways for me. Absolutely. All right. You take care, sir. Yes, sir. You too. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that.